When you look back, you recognize the person you were, but somehow things are different. The memories are there, but you're viewing them with a sense of detachment. Like you own the memories, but they are of someone who is not you. Not anymore. You know, there's a world of difference between who you were a year ago and who you are now. It's like... Along the way, you've lost parts of who you were and gained parts you never thought would be who you are. Along the way, you became someone the old you would never recognize. Now, at the time of this recording, it's the start of a new year. It's the 1st of January and, you know, anniversaries and things like this, they make you reflect, you look back and reminisce about the past, you reevaluate where you are now, and also you make, well, usually in a new year people call it new year resolution, but in a broader sense you make plans for the future, you think about where you want to be, what you want to work on what you want to change and be better at. You look at your life and how you want to improve it. What things you wish to be there that are not and things that you wish to change that are happening in the present. I mean, reminiscing about the past year, I've lost people I thought I would never lose, and I've met amazing people whom I have learned a deeper appreciation for, and I've gained insight and knowledge that, and this might be a cliche to say, but it resonates truly with me. I've gained knowledge that has drastically changed me and taught me things that go beyond everything I've learned before. Not to say that everything I've learned before is small in comparison, it is not, but it is enhanced and improved by all the lessons of the past year. You know, I've even started this podcast, and that is one thing I have dreamed about but never thought I would be able to do. Rather, I never thought the time would come when I'd be like hosting a podcast. I used to think maybe one day I would get a studio. Maybe one day someone will find me and mentor me or sponsor me and make me let's say, hold my hand and make me host a podcast. No, it didn't happen like that. Yet here I am, this is the 19th episode, and I'm doing all right, you know? I'm more confident and more comfortable recording a podcast. I remember a year ago, I didn't feel comfortable talking, um, let's say, to a recording. I can do it when I'm talking to a person one-on-one, but, you know, now I'm more confident in 
being able to do that. It's more natural to me. And this perhaps leads me to another subject. In every field, be it creative or innovative or something that requires skills, be it in literature, in art, in fitness, in any kind of field, you see people who are at the top, people who are excellent at what they're doing. And when you enter that field or you look at it, you think they have been there all their lives. Or let's say they have been there for so long that this is where they belong, this is where they've always been. But as someone who has seen so many beginnings, let's say, that isn't the truth to any of them. In every one of them, they have started somewhere. For each one of them, there was a start. They were beginners. They were ones who didn't know anything about what they excel at now. And there's a sense of, let's say, there's a sense of hope in it because you relate to that. You relate to the feeling of being someone who doesn't know much, someone who's new, someone who's beginning, and someone who hasn't started yet, let's say. Now, when you look at someone who has experience and knowledge in a field that you wish to develop yourself in, keep in mind that one day, and perhaps not in the distant future, but in an acquirable future, you can be at that level and well there is encouragement in that so many times you see people who you refer to as masters as artists as poets athletes musicians whatever it may be business owners chefs designers the creative field is large and you look at them and you think there is no way i can't be at that level or it's gonna take so much work that just thinking about it might be discouraging and i assure you you can get there I think there are two approaches that people take when it comes to pursuing a creative field or a, opening a new endeavor, be it creative or a business. Um, the first is people who look at the end game, people who look at the uh, final result and they want to get there and that's it. They want to become immediately, um, let's say, at that level, they don't focus on the hard work, on the process, on the um, learning the foundation and the fundamentals and the basics of that field. And there are people who do it because they love it and they are interested in it and they start with level one and take it from there. They don't focus on the last level, let's say, since I said level one. They don't focus on reaching the uh, max level. They just focus on progressing to the next level, learning what's in front of them. Now, let's, let's tackle each kind of those people. Now, the first one, they usually 
don't like the process. They they feel like it's exhausting, it's too much work, it's annoying, I have nobody has time for that and they just want to find shortcuts. They want to find the let's say the conclusion. They want to get it over with. And most of the time they seek shortcuts that lead to cheap results. Now, the problem with shortcuts and cheap results is that it doesn't last, it doesn't end well, and most of the times it ends with failure. Allow me to give you examples in different fields. I'll start with art and drawing. I've met so many people who, out of nowhere, they have this amazing art style and everyone is praising them for it. The lines, the aesthetics, the style, and it's mind-blowing. This is a genius in the making. We're, you're witnessing the Van Gogh of your time. And that lasts for a while. And then, after a few months, it comes out that this person has been cheating. They've been copying the style of someone else who's from a different continent. But they didn't acquire fame, let's say, and their, their influence hasn't reached where you live. And then what happens is this perfect image of this great artist is shattered. Everyone knows them to be uh, fake, to be thieves of art, and they don't own the art style. They've been just copying it. It's not their own. They don't know how the line works, why it's drawn that way, what is the anatomy behind each stroke. This has happened so many times that so many people end up just quitting after being called out. And when that happens, they usually, you know, they seek to lie, to give explanations and, and describe it in such ways that the description for the artwork is an essay. While the artwork itself, it's, you know, it's obvious, but they try to stand by their point so much so that they end up digging themselves deeper and deeper until they, you know, disappear. Another example is in fitness. So since 2007, I've been doing bodybuilding and also powerlifting, calisthenics, aerobics, and several forms of, um, let's say, fitness including uh, Olympics training. Now, let's focus on the bodybuilding part of it. When starting with it, the goal is to reach a healthy and ideal body image. An image that reflects health, strength, flexibility, and well-being. Someone who's well off by their exterior image. But also, the core of it is focused on being healthy, strong, and capable. Unfortunately, many people just want the image. They just want to look big and buff and have every muscle in their body protruded and shown. They want to be attractive, let's say. And by Focusing on the end goal, focusing on just wanting that perfect image, they resort to injecting themselves with all sorts of nasty things, things that are harmful for the body and 
that they will pay for in the long run. Now, if you're someone who works out, pay attention because this is important. A lot of them, they take steroids, they take um, injections that play with their hormones and they and that fills their bodies with many liquids and the result is when they exercise their muscles grow larger five times faster ten times faster and even 15 times faster I've known guys and I've met so many of them who got the perfect body with big muscles six packs every muscle that you can name it's showing in their bodies within weeks and a month and that's their goal they want to look like that in a month's period and that lasts for them three months four months at maximum and then it all goes away it's terrifying what I've seen how someone went from being Mr. Olympia to skin and bones all in, within three months and the problem with that approach the approach that ju just wants to get the end result they don't want to do the hard work they don't want to wait years and months until their body is built and healthy the problem with that approach is they just want the end goal and it doesn't last because the muscle fiber is not built the muscles are not healthy they're just in they're just injected they're filled and there are so many health issues with this approach to name a few some of them have enlarged hearts and some of them have uh, liver damage and organ damage and obviously unhealthy muscles because the muscles will be hurt by this process and many of them paid for it after 10 and 20 years now for someone who's in their 20s they're not thinking about themselves when they are in their 40s unfortunately they're thinking about now they want to look good in their 20s they want to be attractive and be the perfect ideal image in the here and now sadly many people in their 20s don't even think past their 30s and that's when they pay for it rather they pay they pay for it when they are in their 40s and 50s because they live with those organs they live with those muscles they're not gonna go away or be replaced by new ones hopefully not so the problem with going with a shortcut with your own health and your own body is that the payment is physical you pay for it with your own health the third example I have has to do with literature and writing there are people who want to display themselves as good writers as creative writers and just like the artists they appear to be masters of their own words. Their writing is expressive and poetic and beautiful and captivating. And there's so much beauty in that. But the problem is most of their writing is more or less plagiarized. 
they steal someone else's writings, they change a few words, change the sentence structure, and then pretend that it's their own. And there are cases where certain people like that got called out, and that leads to the same result as the artist who steals. It ends up making them appear bad and thieves, let's say. They're plagiarizing. And unlike art, when it comes to writing and creative writing, they can get away with it because when they change it enough, there is no direct way of saying, you're stealing, you're plagiarizing. But it's still something that will not work. And it definitely will not last on the long term because the source of that creativity is not their own. They're stealing from the fountain of someone else's thoughts and these words, which I believe have, should have essence, are not theirs. So they are in a way empty and they are shallow and when you read them you get a sense that something is missing. So it isn't a valid way to conduct yourself when it comes to writing as well. So in every field, when you take a shortcut, when you try to just pretend to be someone who's good at something when you're not, there will always be something that's off. Now let's go to the other kind of people, those who work hard, those who learn the fundamentals, who study, who care about what they're doing, and they care about learning and getting better without focusing ex exclusively on reaching the top. Now those people, they will take time. When you take this approach and you focus on the next step, you focus on what you can handle and what you can do to get better, it may take you time, but it will not exhaust you the same way looking at the top would, would exhaust you. Because think of it this way. If you're told to climb a mountain and your focus is only at the top of the mountain, you're going to be like, oh God, this is exhausting. It's going to take me so long to get there. But when you approach climbing the mountain by saying and thinking, you know what? I need to focus on my gear. I need to study how to tie this rope and how to wear the proper gear so that when I go there, I will not slip and fall. I will not suffer from the cold. I will not get dehydrated. I will know how to cook my meals and how to set a tent. No, then I know Climbing a mountain isn't exactly the focus, but it's just an example. Now, when you take this approach with whichever field you want to get good at, you give yourself problems that you can solve, but that will not overwhelm you. Focusing on the end picture will overwhelm you. Focusing on reaching the top and being a master, and that's it. It will overwhelm you. You will not get there. There is so much to get and learn and practice. But when you focus on where you are now, you focus on learning what you should be learning, on 
the problems that you can solve and learn from and level up. Now you're giving yourself things that will give you a sense of achievement, things that will improve you, things that will build your knowledge and will give you fundamentals and will give you skills that you can use. Every person who has reached the top in their field, every person who got good, especially in fields that are creative and that require skill, every one of them took the second path. They took the path of getting good by practice, by not taking shortcuts, by learning the skills, by doing it day in and day out. And the beauty of this approach is because you care and you enjoy it, you will not get tired. You will not be like, when will I reach the top so I can quit? No, they do it because they enjoy it, because this is their field. And so, again, because we're talking about the future and about planning ahead, whatever it is that you want to do, be it learning a form of art, being someone who works out and becomes fit or learns a new skill or a new craft or opens a new business. And this applies to business as well. If you want to open a business in something that you don't care about, you don't know anything about, and you just want to make money, well, good luck with that. Whatever it is that you want to do, don't take shortcuts. Do it the proper way. Learn it and learn the fundamentals and focus on what's ahead of you. And hopefully, you will get there. It may take time, but you will not feel that time because you're focused on what you have in your hands. And anyway, the time will pass, whether you do it or not, right? Thank you for listening. Good luck to you, and I'll talk to you next time.